You know, Jaron, when we started this show, I kind of arbitrarily named it season one, not thinking ahead to why I would do that or what the purpose of it would be. But over the last couple of years, I think that it's fair to say that the season, we're at the end of a season. And I say that because, you know, if this was the military and my and your mission was to learn everything about G.I. Joe, I think that you should not be classified as a private any longer. And so I, I'm promoting you and all of our listeners. If you started listening to our show in the beginning, didn't know anything about it, I feel like you know enough now to hold a pretty capable conversation about G.I. Joe. So congratulations. Welcome to season two. My specialist, Jaron, and all the other specialist viewers and watchers out there. I thought, how could we celebrate a, a, a new season, you know, a new, uh, uh, basically a jumping on point for everybody, a, a rebirth of the show. And then I thought, well, what if we hire a professional musician and an internet celebrity to write a brand new theme song for our brand new intro? Let's go, motherfucker! Yo, what's up? It's Froggy Fresh. Y'all go check out my boys on the Anything Joe's podcast. Let's get it. Got my G.I. Joe's, got my comic books Watching cartoon episodes Watch me go and box, dead stop Jaring on his toes Watch me go and lock a whole new world You never know, on my freaking block On my block, anything Joe's Roll my badger into work today Yes sir, no sir, I can't call this work today I'm too clutch, ain't no pun intended Call me sir today Check the prices out, my collection feeling bird today. Anything, Joe. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Anything Joe's. My name is Greg Engel. And I'm Jaron Decker. And we'll be your host today. That's right, I don't even say the full title of the show anymore. Things are changing around here. Oh, no. But before we get into the new stuff, we're going to take a quick look back at 2023 at some what is now already considered to be old stuff. We're going to take a, Jaren and I have both secretly compiled a top 10 list and we're going to compare them and see what made the final cut for what, you know, the most popular part of the line and the most popular figures from that, from that line. <laughs> Before we start our list, I wanted to talk to you briefly, Jaren, about your criteria for making this list, because again, that's something we didn't discuss beforehand. And I think you and I will have pretty different approaches to it. When I was selecting my top 10 classified figures, the things I took into account were primarily just, um, how, I don't know what the word would be, funability. Just when I look at a figure, how badly did I feel the need to open it, pose it, play it, interact with it in general? Um, the character that's selected is going to always be a big deal for me. Sometimes a figure that I really want that's not that great is more important to me than a fantastic figure of a character that I'm not that interested in. Um, there are things like quality control that I took into consideration, figures that just across the board had problems that I thought eliminated them from being selected for that specific reason. Uh, those are the kind of the, the big uh, talking points that I rolled into my list. Um, what did, how did you compile your list? Yeah, so, I mean, 
I think there there is some similarities for the way that we compiled our list. With me, I was more I don't have as much of a character connection as you do, so that like that that they're a little bit more on a level playing field. Uh, for me, it was just like which one is the most fun to just have in hand and play with. Which one is kind of maybe sometimes a little more weird, a little out there sometimes, you know. Uh, but it was it, it really came down to how they felt in hand. Uh, if my if my figure I didn't even think about kind of quality control as a whole, but if the specific figure I had wasn't working, like my Crimson Bat, I don't even know if that was twenty twenty three. I can't remember, but it doesn't matter because it <laughs> sat up there and it hasn't been moved since because his arm just detaches and so does his leg. So. Um, mm-hmm. those are the things for me that kind of really factored in and my number one, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but like that number one is always like on my table, like ready to be played with because that's, that's kind of the most important thing for me, which one's the fun to mess around with. So like accessories and things like that really do kind of have a big kind of impact on what they rank for me as well. Okay, great. Yeah. It seems like we do have some similarities then, although I do still feel our lists are going to be radically different. With that in mind, let's take a look at our top 10 G.I. Joe classified figures. Top 10 classified figures of all time, 2023 edition. Number 10 on my list is Kamakura. Wow. Is Kamakura, is Kamakura on your list? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, is on my list for a couple reasons. And if you know me pretty well, you probably know that one of the big reasons is it was such an unlikely selection. Kamakura is a basically DOA. That character has been sort of wiped out of the continuity when Larry picked back up and turned him into Throwdown. So I felt like the odds of getting a figure like that were minimal. He's a well-done figure. He was like one of those like miniature, like deluxe juniors because he has an alternate head so you can have him unmasked and, and masked. Uh, I don't know. It just harkens back to a time when G.I. Joe was a little bit different and um, I, I love that about it. I love that it continues to illustrate that this line can go in any direction. You have no idea. They're not just serving one type of fan base. They they know about people like me, too, that like the weird stuff. So uh, tell me why you didn't put Comicker on your list. So my... I, I'm not as, as into the ninja side. I have Red Ninjas, Blue Ninjas, Kamakura, um, even like Storm Shadow and the Ninja, more more Ninja Snake Eyes are not ones that are normally higher up on my list. Uh, And so I think that was a big part. Um, I didn't know that he became Throwdown. That honestly would have helped him if I had realized (laughs) that that was a thing. Um, And ironically enough, though, if I had gotten my Nunchuck in earlier... Uh, he is moving up his his uh, the list for me. So I say I don't really like the ninjas, and then I'm like, oh, nunchuck! I want I want I want that guy. So <laughs> take everything I say with a grain of salt. I don't make sense, and I don't understand it myself. But um, I can understand it. In in knowing you and the way you like things in that kind of more deep cut, really like it. I sh- I am surprised, but I shouldn't be surprised. So all right, then we're off to a good start. What is your number ten selection? As I said, I don't really like ninjas, so number 10 is Snake Eyes. <laughs> what the heck? Which Snake Eyes are we talking about? Um, so it's actually, like, there's a, it's a tie between the Walmart, the Retro, 
just because I like the design, the the kind of the smoothness of his body, and there are so many accessories with that figure. Um, mm-hmm. That's one, and then the like green pants Snake Eyes Commando that came with the white timber. Really like that figure as well. I like the design. He's got like that little bit different of a tone, more than just the straight black. But I mean, he's Snake Eyes. Like I'm a I'm a new fan. Like or not a new fan. I'm a I'm a specialist now, and I specialize <laughs> in not making sense. So Snake Eyes is ten. Okay, well, first of all, you're cheating because you put two Snake Eyes in one spot. Uh, <laughs> did you only all, put all 12? <laughs> no, I did not. Second of all, Snake Eyes is not on my list. because, And it's because uh, I don't even own the retro one, as a matter of fact, because I, by the time that had already hit, I was already feeling the like burnout of just being like, another Snake Eyes again mm-hmm. and again. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, to be perfectly honest, the Snake Eyes that I have open is still the very first one that came out. And I'm just like, I don't think there's really anything wrong with this one i don't i don't know i don't need a lot i'm not a huge ninja guy myself either um so when it comes to a character like snake eyes that i've seen hundreds of figures of i'm just like you're gonna have to really do something very special for it to to catch my attention i'm props for the timber but he ain't i got bigger fish to fry on this list (laughs) number nine oh well this is a good one number nine my number nine spot is firefly v2 So, the idea that we've already looped around to we need better versions of figures that we already got is an unfortunate (laughs) reality. And I was resistant to it at first, I guess. But if this Firefly, above all others, I feel like squashes that that need. Because the, the Firefly they put out is is amazing it really does capture kind of what they're going for right now um is an improvement on the other one in well i'm i say improvement but really there's nothing wrong with firefly the firefly v1 it's just a you know a modernization of an existing figure so i think they work kind of together well but i'm glad to have one that's more authentic to the original firefly i think the design is good i think the accessories are good um the overall figure compatibility with the firefly is is amazing where is Firefly V2 on your list, if at all? Uh, well, you know, you're a real, real uh, so-and-so for doing this. He's actually <laughs> number one, baby. I love this figure. I you're am, number one. I, I love him. He is the one that, like, is always, of course, I say he's always on my desk, and but he's been fighting a battle, and now he's back here with all the other Joes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, he is... Like he's a little bit weird because he's got like he's like I don't know he just got kind of a unique design. He has a very really well done body mold. He's got a, he's got like a little RC car that's also a bomb. He's got a little mm-hmm. bitty remote control. He's I mean like he's just so much fun. Now I don't ever really use his goggles just because I like the the face printing that they did on him. But I love that figure. The the weapons that they gave him are incredible. Um, and now I have to try. Somebody used a. Black Series Darth Malgus head as an unmasked head for him, and I really mm-hmm. want to try it because it looked really cool. And if it's easy, I might do it just for fun because it's such a great figure. It's, it's absolutely incredible, and they, that's why it's number one. I I guess I'm not surprised by the fact that I you're so unpredictable, Jaron. <laughs> never if I had to make your what I thought was going to be on your top ten list, we would. I don't even think we would be close. But that's what I enjoy yeah. about it is hearing your perspective on it. Your number one's too hot. That's that is wild to me. I would be interested yeah. in seeing uh, if other listeners uh, agree with that. Yeah. What is your number nine choice? So this one is going all the way back. 
Um, it's actually the roadblock. We're going, for me, it's the Amazon exclusive heavy artillery roadblock. I love that figure. And um, I kitted him out with some gridiron gear as well. And that might be cheating. I don't know if it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I love that figure. He is a staple of when I do get out. I don't post a lot of the pictures that I take anymore just because I have like this weird thing where I have like this internal quality control and I'm like, that's not good enough. No one wants to see that. Um, <laughs> but he is almost always in the photos that I take. So when I grab a bunch of figures, I like to grab that figure. I think he provides a unique look. He mm -hmm. is um, he's a little bit different than a lot of the, the other figures that are out there other than the other roadblocks and the uh, heavy duty that's a roadblock but not a heavy, not a roadblock. So yeah. that that figure to me is just it's it's such a cool one in it it is it is the right amount of homage while also being updated. Uh, it's just really cool. Yes, I agree. Is he um, on your list? He is not on my list. Man, so we're off to a right start. <laughs> not because I have any specific issues with him. I, you know, we're just talking with Firefly about figures that got revamped. And so you would think, hey, this is our third roadblock already. Uh, and that does seem excessive. But every point you make is absolutely true. Both of the roadblocks we got prior are, were underwhelming in a, to a certain degree. First roadblock's gun is insane. Second roadblock's gun doesn't even look like him. So I had no, I had no complaints about getting this figure. It's a, it is a great figure. But in terms of playability i just I, I i it was more just like yes this is somebody i need in my lineup not something that i was like i got to get out and play with it and maybe that's because no. i already had two at this point but still a great choice great choice now before we move on i do want to take the moment to say i actually liked the original roadblock and i would like to see if if they feel like it's feasible in any way and maybe i'm not alone um a return to a little bit of that weirder styling, that little bit more like unique kind of pushing that envelope a little bit. I really did actually like roadblocks. One of the figures that like the original release, the repaint, and then the, the Amazon exclusive, I like every version of that figure. Well, I know several places where you can pick up that second crappy one. If you are interested. <laughs> really. Okay. Number eight, my number eight is, uh, shipwreck. Oh, um, I struggle a lot with figures that don't do anything wrong, but they are not reinventing the wheel. And mm. like Grunt, I think is a good example of this. There's nothing wrong with that Grunt figure. It's a faithful rendition of the original Grunt, but it doesn't excite me on any level because the original grunt is pretty boring when it comes right down to it. It's not, I'm not saying it's not a figure I didn't want or enjoy, but in terms of stuff that gets, actually gets me excited to like interact with my figures and do stuff with them, that wasn't it. Shipwreck. So shipwreck was a tough call because there's really nothing remotely different with this shipwreck. But I do think there is a line you cross where you're just like this figure is so, so good. <laughs> and I, the shipwreck's a perfect example. There's a lot of different roads they could have taken with this shipwreck. So I thought we were lucky to get like the interchangeable hair, you know, finally having a shipwreck that has a hat that comes off a poly that works in a, in a really uh, practical way to put him on the rope or on his arm. It's not intrusive in any way and it's removable. I just thought it was a home run. There's a kind of a slew of figures in this in from this year that are just like so on the nose, but are also not reinvigorating the figure in any way. And I, so I, I hate to be too critical of that, 
which is why I've got to emphasize that our two top 10 lists are for much different reasons. I'm really yeah. just going on the stuff that really goes like gets me excited for the line. This shipwreck does it. This is also one of the first figures that came out when they were really nailing down details like arm hair and stuff. So mm-hmm. the hair on his chest, the hair on his arms this is all like just really as an extra level of depth to it. I think uh, it's a great figure. Is it so good that it's on your list? To not, it would probably be in the next, it would probably be in the next like range. Like if we did a 11 through 20, he would probably be in there. I really do like it. The only thing that kept me out of it is I think it's honestly, it's not a problem with the figure itself. It's just with the design of the character. Like to me, like he's got a, like a flintlock pistol and I'm like mm. <laughs> I'm not going to take him out and try to have him fighting the his tank you know like it's just <laughs> yeah. it's, it doesn't in my headcanon in the universe like I need to and maybe I maybe I use my other version that I've I've built I made a custom shipwreck with his like green suit and stuff mm-hmm. maybe I can give him a little bit more uh, gear um, and and do use that to kind of to kind of usher him in, but the figure's really cool. I do like his accessories, and Polly's really great. It's just it was it's just lacking for me. Hmm. hmm. Hasbro's taking notes. Like, all right, don't change anything. Oh wait, but do change something. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Yeah. Where the we represent two different, two completely different criteria for the fans. Yeah. Okay. We are their market your, research. <laughs> who is your number eight choice? So number eight, and this might surprise people, and I this is one that I really wanted to put a lot higher. This is one that I wanted to be number one so bad. It's Tripwire. I, I number eight is I mean it's high. We have a lot of figures that have come out, but my love for that character, I was really hoping, and it's nothing that the figure necessarily does wrong. It's more just limitations with going that accurate to the body. He's a little bit. The, the maneuverability of the figure is just just lacking enough to where I'm like, ah, I wish, I almost wish he wasn't as faithful. Uh, I do love that they gave us so much gear and that little, the little Epsara or whatever, the little mouse that comes with him, such mm-hmm. a clever little detail that they added. So like, he came with a lot of stuff. He, he like I, they made it for me honestly and when they they shut off I'm like, oh, I feel like they made it for me and still I'm like it's it, it it reminds me of the Cobra Commander that came with the his tank where I'm like this is perfect almost like it's 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 right there where I'm like this could have been number one but mm-hmm. there's something about the in hand really it's just that that little bit of movement kind of how he moves with all the gear and how thick he feels that that sets it off a little bit but my kid loves the figure he's one of my 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 three-year-old son it's one of his favorite because he has a little mouse he comes in and he said dad can i play with a little squeak squeak and i'm like absolutely <laughs> i've got two of them let's play with both of them will they get lost probably but hey like it's fun and like that's what i'm here for like that's what like i want my kid to love these things like i do so he does get that does bump him up and keep him in the top 10 even though that he just just feels just off so I'll follow up on that thought because Tripwire is not on my list. I'm actually maybe disappointed is too strong of a word, but I basically skimmed right over this figure. I don't think he needed to be a deluxe junior. I could have done without all the little stuff. He is very like hurt locker ish, yeah. and that makes him kind of like can't bend arms cause so much padding. Um, and also the face mold, which I like. Um, I don't feel like it captures. 
this like the spirit of tripwire it doesn't look like tripwire to me i just uh i don't know there's something about it that just doesn't uh jam with me i'm glad he's made i know i say that a lot because he's a figure that would get ignored in almost any other line um but i just was it just didn't it bounced right off of me i think a I think a slimmed down version, like what you're describing, that looks more like the actual figure or how he looks in the comic. Yeah. Get rid of a lot of the extra stuff. I just need a mind detector and the mines, and I'd be I'd be and a removable helmet. You know, that's a big deal yeah. for me. Um, um, but he, yeah, he did not make my cut. I, uh, again, disappointing might be too strong, but it's not far off. I was re- I literally opened him and I was like, okay, this is a figure. Next. Uh, next up on the list, my number seven. My number seven decision is Zorana. Zorana is one of the early female figures that we got, kind of. I mean, and I'm glad that we did because I feel like they had to work out some kinks in the early wave. You know, the first Scarlet has got costume design issues. Lady J has got a weird blank face. But Zorana is pretty much perfect. They, it was when they were first starting to experiment with the concept of um the alternate hair and that works out well because you had the classic hair and then you've got kind of a modern hair so just with that one little trick you can make the figure seem quite a bit different i feel like the accessories are spot on uh there's no quality issues with it 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 looks great it's a great foundation for um any female figure really but a figure uh, that's as important to me as she is i feel like they knocked it out yeah is zarana on your list no she's not wow I like covered twenty different a figures. A lot. We're probably going to end up, other than that, you stole my number one. <laughs> um, but so she is. So what I did, I don't know how you assembled your list. What I did is I imported a, a down, I downloaded a photo of every classified figure, and I went into a tier maker, and I was like, here's S, here's A, here's whatever, and like. 60 75 percent of all my figures were in s so then i had to make another tier and be like 10 <laughs> s, <laughs> these s, are the, s minus s plus plus <laughs> these are the 10 figures and then there's everything <laughs> else so she was in that s tier and there are a lot of figures like even even tripwire like I, I harp on him but like even that i'm like really like for what i what we got like he really is incredible um zarana i love or zarana did i say it wrong uh I love that figure, and I think we probably I think we have different hair on on the figures that we have selected. Uh, Almost certainly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I love like the she had that like uh, like cutting tool with like the heat on it. Like, it looked really cool, and I liked that they did that. And to hearken to like what you say, it is a figure that is a little more out there and a little, but. It's just it's it's she's almost too far out there for me that I'm like eh, she's cool but like the figure is really cool but I'm like I don't know anything I don't know what to do with her but now as we're getting dreadnoughts it, it dreadnought dreadnoughts there we go as we're getting them she kind of is finding her place in my collection so that might bump her up as as we go right on what is your number seven. Number seven, and this is another one following in that same vein of Tripwire, where I was like, ah, I want this to be, like, this should be competing for number one. And it was just a notch below, and it's Chuckles, actually. I I love Chuckles. I love the design, and, and... to say all the great things about them, the amount of accessories, the care to detail, the packaging even on the Chuckles is absolutely incredible. I mean, yes, it phenomenal. Is. 
with it being a con exclusive, it was not hard to get. I, I, I don't know of anyone who missed out. If you did, I'm sorry. But from my experience, everyone I talked to that wanted to get him was able to get him. And mm-hmm. he's it's such a cool figure. The the everything. I don't really know what exactly my problem is with them. It's to keep him out of that number one to number two spot because it is a character I actually care so much about. It's mm-hmm. just there were figures that honestly probably there's just figures that I ended up surprising me and therefore getting that bump. Whereas like with Chuckles, I was like, I'm going to love this figure. And then he came in and I was like, oh, I love this figure. Whereas with <laughs> honestly, almost every other figure on my list was like, lower expectations and i was like oh my gosh this is a great figure like this is incredible so it's just kind of a victim of where he came where where he came out at and and things like that but man he's incredible so does chuckles make your list no he doesn't oh my gosh (laughs) greg so i think i I also greatly appreciate the character of chuckles i enjoy him now more than ever and i'm glad that he got made and I will second that the packaging design for this figure is great. But almost everything that... This is another case of a deluxe that I don't like the deluxes. I don't like the alternate head. A lot of the accessories, I'm like, I'm not going to use this. It's a little too impractical. Like that lay, that flower lay. I'm like, this is good for a te- one photo. He's not going to wear this <laughs> in combat ever. Um, as a matter of fact, just today I was like reposing some stuff on my shelf. The only thing I have with my chuckles is he's holding that little manila envelope of like top secret info. Mm. He can't really hold it very well. It falls out of his hand all the time. There's so in addition to the like bits and pieces, not really working for me. The figure itself is not as posable. Just not, I don't know. It looks just kind of like disjointed. It's made out of old Mm. parts that don't work for it. Um, something there just doesn't click. And I feel like it for that price point, it really should. Um, I think the design of the figure is good. I think that like the architecture of it is bad. If that makes sense, mm. everything okay. that everything that everything they made cosmetically, like the detailing of the face, the what the the way his outfit looks, all good. But the parts they use just don't seem to like click together. It's not a specific quality control issue. I'm just like he looks awkward, mm. and that's really the thing that kicked him out. I think he's a good figure otherwise. Well, he does come with Soundwave, so that's a bonus. But I understand, (laughs) I understand what you're saying about the kind of the construction because they've done that a few times now. That, like, uh, especially like the Steel Brigade, that was one that they just the part use that they chose, unfortunately, wasn't the best. And so I can understand that. It's super common to reuse parts, and it's just an accepted reality of being a collector of Hasbro products. And I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with you do it and you can't do it well. If you can't do it well, don't do it. Just don't yeah. do it. <laughs> we'll wait until you can need <laughs> or you got a time to make a brand new mold as opposed yeah. to getting some trash. Uh, all right. Number six. Number six was uh, is a tough call for me. Probably could have worked its way up the list harder if I, if I thought harder about it, but I tried not to not overthink this list. My number six is Scrap Iron. Mm. Scrap Iron is... The perfect example of a figure that is looks real basic. Looks just like V1 Scrap Iron. There's really no major deviations in this design. And yet, it still captures the imagination when you get him in hand. This is also a great example of a deluxe figure that kills it. Like, Scrap Iron should come with a missile launcher, rocket launcher of some sort. And 
they took that opportunity to modernize that accessory to give it like treads it has firing effects which i know people are divided on but if there was ever a figure that i would want it with it would be this guy um he i like the little remote control thing that he comes with they you know they showed the burn on his face which is not some that's kind of yeah. lost in the mythology not all scrap irons are like that um the colors are spot on he's got a great color scheme the design is perfect he's fun he's the figure that we were like when we were at winterfest we were taking him out you were posing and playing making photos with him yeah. and it's not hard to see why he's just got a lot of like exuberant energy coming out of him when i see him i'm just like yeah this guy is, is kicking ass and taking names and that's what i love about him did scrap iron make your list he's number 11 oh he get was out of the here. last cut no joke he was on my list and it came down to figure v figure for him and Snake Eyes, and uh, it it honestly came down to if I'm going to go do something with a figure, I grab Snake Eyes, I have him. If I grab Scrap Iron, he has to have that drone. Without mm-hmm. that drone, he's just it, it doesn't work. So that was what pushed me over the edge. I can't agree with you more on Scrap Iron and. To you, another figure that might make its way up the list next time we do these, uh, we had the Wolf Spider, Parth Varma. He's the new figure. He uses the body of Scrap Iron. And mm-hmm. that figure, it was the same thing with him when I got Scrap Iron. I was like, man, this is fun to play with. I like moving him. Like, just such a cool figure. Scrap Iron, the details are incredible. I love that little thing that they gave him. It looks like a like a drone remote, like an like a like a... Like a like a flying drone, but you know, it, it's it's got the little satellite things to go out. It's such a cool feature, and then like the the paint detail, one of the best faces in the line, in my opinion, just absolutely incredible. So I can understand, but it, that was one that was hard, and he, it was kind of the same thing you were, where he was as high as probably top five. And then mm-hmm. he dropped down, and it was just, it, it was a very, if you ask me tomorrow, he might be top five. Like, this is, I've made 30 lists, and I try not to overthink it, and it's it's so hard. Like, these, there are so many great figures that deserve to be up here, and it, these are just what I landed on. So, I mean, kudos to Scrap Iron. I mean, it is funny that we have completely different lists, and but it also speaks to what a crazy year it's been for G.I. Joe Classifieds, that there's just so much to choose from. So if it's not your number six, who is your number six? Similar vein, it's Serpentor. Okay, I, now now we're yeah. cooking. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely. So, so I am a fan of large figures. I said it with Roadblock. There's a, like I when they that gives them a bump. So there might be other things that might lack. But not on Serpentor. He comes with the air chariot. He's got multiple big old machine guns that attach to the side of it. You get you don't like this this snakehead? Okay, well here's another one. You don't like the the little claws? Here's longer ones. Like you want him to have an actual snake? Here you go. So many incredible accessories. The design on it is incredible. Seeing Lenny talk about it when he's going through the design and showing it off was awesome and having that backstory of of hearing the design really really helps he's very poseable the cape doesn't really mess with him too much on at least on mine i haven't had any issues with it and just how easy it is to get him onto his air chariot that's not a that's not an easy thing for people to do there's a lot of figures and toys that come with things that are hard to get on like there's the black series uh speeder ranks those are not easy to kind of get on 
But the Serpentor Air Chariot, he goes right on there. He can hand onto it. His feet peg on. Incredible. I love that figure. The packaging, once again, on that figure was awesome. Very good job on those exclusives they've done so far for the last couple. Incredible. I There's... This is one where you can tell me tomorrow and Serpentor might be number one. These top ten are so varied. And I love this figure. So, obviously, we have to be Serpentor, right? He's got to be on your list. Yes, yes. So, Serpentor okay. is my number two choice. Okay. And I'm going to try not to echo the things that you just said. But, briefly, yes, the packaging is excellent. The vehicle is excellent. The figure is excellent. This is a what I would call a mega deluxe. It was extremely expensive. And I want to make sure I'm getting my value. And this is one of those figures where you, yes, everything you listed, like the extra cow, the snakes. Um, I, you know, if I take the vehicle out of the equation and we're just talking about figures, Serpentor is not a character that gets a lot of figures. The vintage run, one Serpentor. The modern run, there's like three, maybe four Serpentors. Not a lot of variety. Doesn't It gets overlooked as much as a character like Kamakura does. So I was glad that they got him out of the gate right away. Obviously, the air chariot, absolutely, yes, it rules. All captures the vintage vibe of what Serpentor stands for with lots of cool little nods, and uh, they didn't deviate from the formula. It's, in my opinion, I mean, it is right up there. It was very close to not being number one. And also, I love Serpentor. Serpentor gets forgotten, over, you know, he gets overlooked from for other Cobra leaders for a long time. So I was just thrilled that this figure got announced, got made, and just delivered. And I actually had a small quality control issue with my Serpentor. I'm still throwing that out because it's such a strong figure. Mm. Just an absolute blast from start to finish. Nice. So number five. On number five. My, this number five is my only troop builder. I typically am not wowed by troop builders across the board because I'm not troop building classified figures for starters. So they have to really knock it out of the park. And this one did. It's the Cobra Eels. Mm. Cobra Eels is the perfect selection of a troop builder, an underrepresented uh, type in the Cobra. You know, there's not a lot of water guys in general. And so when you're pumping out Vipers, Army Viper, or an Army Viper, like <laughs> the uh, Alley Vipers, you know, Night Vipers, whatever you they, you get a little bit of just like another viper another viper another viper but the eels are kind of like their own thing and they did such a good job there's a reason there was such a high demand and still is i assume for them because people wanted multiples of them they captured exactly what's great about the eels it was a standard figure but still came with a lot of accessories that really like made him look geared up for deep diving um yeah it's just one of those things where they was like yeah this is like one of the genuinely maybe my favorite troop builder of the entire line with the exception of maybe the OG Cobra bat. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's weird for a troop builder to break the list, but I kept coming back to just how strong the build was on this figure is yeah. are the Cobra eels on your list? No, I'm not going to make suspense on that one. It's <laughs> and it, it honestly, it, it comes down to the biggest thing on the Cobra eels is I, I don't have a lake. I don't have, uh, water, I, like for me, the biggest thing for me is when I take them out and I play with them. I I don't feel like getting. I don't want to get wet, so I don't want to bring out. And that's probably what hurt shipwreck as well. I don't want to get mm. wet, so why would I bring out the you know the torpedo figure? Same same thing. I I really enjoyed that figure, but once I mm. put him on the shelf, he's kind of just stayed there. They have a very unique purpose. They serve that purpose and they do it very well. 
the figure is excellent, but it's just it's not something that, that is, is in my vein that I use regularly. I took it to the lake one time. I had a really fun time using it. I got some cool shots with it, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. But then when I came home, I was like, well, okay. Put him back up, and he's sitting there. That's fair. I mean, it's, it, that all makes perfect sense. So yeah. if not that, what is your number five? Another kind of pseudo-troop builder that you don't enjoy, apparently, is Grunt. <laughs> I, I love that. Grunt, to me has served the purpose that I think a lot of Joe collectors got into, even back in the OG. Grunt, I have used that body and that set of gear, and I have made a whole squad with different heads, different bodies, different gear, and and use that as kind of the baseline for my own green shirt. So I've got the regular Grunt kind of in charge, and in a, a lot of the original release figures anything that has a predominantly green he's going in that squad they're going in that squad with him so they kind of occupy that tip of the spear kind of force for me that you know when you need an actual like hey we're getting in here we're going in we're going to send all these guys that's what this is so i've got you know i've taken that regular grunt i've got a heavy weapons grunt i've got a sniper grunt i've got so there's a whole squad of these guys even like I took the Kamakura head and put it on the grunt body and made a version of him with he's got like the uh, the M two four nine saw like he's got a you know big LMG like ready to throw down so like for me I feel like this grunt let me experience something that I think a lot of other people got to experience beforehand because they were in that collection they were or even modern figures I'm not good enough to do a lot of customs but I can do simple kit bashes and that's made it really nice for me to have something as just like a base mold. And to kind of build up from there, and so I love that. I love that figure. Yeah, I'm not going to deny that the um, customization perspective on Grunt is very, very strong. Um, and I also yes, the possibility of this being like a, gr- a blank green shirt, essentially that you can do whatever you want to, is I think is also good. But in terms of just hey, it's Grunt. Uh, just i don't know i just did not it did not click with me it was a perfectly good figure i'm real big on trying to get the original 13 made and i don't even know if i would want them to deviate from the formula but in terms of like end of the year excitement grunt is a figure that i opened kitted up put to the side because that just was like yeah it's a grunt (laughs) yeah all right number four my number four choice is helix <laughs> now shocker you, you might think that helix should be higher up on this list and i i understand where that would come from but you know my love for specific characters only carries something so far and although i do really think there's anything especially wrong with that helix figure um it's still only ghost and that only still only takes me so far i suppose i would have never stopped talking about this if they did not make this Helix figure. We would be talking about it every single year until it came out. And I think they did a very good job. I I don't feel like there's any strong need to alter this figure in any way, except that I do think that little twig of hair should just be a part of the regular hair. And those blades that are like attached to her wrist, I could have done without. 
all that aside, you know, there's a reason. Top the top my top four, maybe my top five, are I really have almost nothing negative to say about. These are figures that I got, was anxiously awaiting, opened them up right away, bought multiples, just um figures that I do come back to. And of course Helix was gonna be on this list. Uh but in the fairness to the line itself, again, the popularity of a character is only going to get it so far. I need, I also need exceptional execution, which is why a character like Serpentor is ranked higher, because it really it checks all those boxes and then just a little extra check. So, yes, I'm I, I'm thrilled about this figure. I, again, I don't really have any complaints. Jaren, we're awfully high up on the list, so I got a sneaking suspicion that Helix is not on there. What is is Helix on your list? <laughs> No, not at all. Not even close. And and listen, you've already promoted me to specialist, so you can't demote me now, baby. <laughs> so, um, no, I I get why you like it. I'm glad they made the character for you. Um, it's, I don't know if it's just my figure, but having it in hand, I was underwhelmed. It was, it, it felt a little like my joints were a little loose and a little wonky. The, there was nothing on the figure that was like, oh, this is super cool. I've not seen anything like this before. Uh, it's She was fine. Like she On my tier list, she was not in the S tier. Um, you know, like, she was lower towards the very bottom of the tier. But <laughs> she was above the Red Ninjas, at least. That's good. Uh, oh, my but, gosh. <laughs> right there with the Blue Ninjas, though. No, I'm just kidding. Uh <sighs> She was fine, it, and it's a maybe I'll warm up to her as I, you know, I I like that we are getting more female representation in the line. I think that's something mm-hmm. GI Joe did great back in the '80s. So I'm glad they're doing it now, giving us more characters. Keep coming, give us a brand new character, kind of like how we did with uh, Wolf Spider. I think it's great, but it's just that figure specifically, and it might have been a quality control issue on mine. Really loose joints really was the thing that really hampered it for me. Although I do really like the handguns that she had. Yeah, I uh, I just kind of went numb there for a second while you were saying negative things about my favorite character. What, uh, <laughs> what what is your what's your number four choice? I'll try to not decimate it like you just did to my girl. <laughs> All right, so number four for me, and this one I think will be the biggest shocker of the whole list. Without a doubt, hands down, and I don't even really remember if it's 23, but I think it was. It's going to be Duke. I love Duke. The Duke figure, this, I mean, technically we're going off the Tiger Force with the with the Ram, because I love that he came with the Ram, even with the bright red gun. I don't care. But even going back to the original Duke, I still have my shiny gold Duke. I have the custom Duke that I did with this extra shiny Duke that I had. I've got the repaint Duke. I've got... All the Dukes. I love the Duke figure. So hate on it if you want, Greg. You can tear it apart, but me and my family of Dukes will be happy over here because he's classic and amazing and perfect. And I honestly don't even care that they're going to be releasing another one because I'm already happy with the Duke I have at home. I was not prepared for this highly controversial <laughs> opinion. There is no... I, dude, I wouldn't put that Duke... I wouldn't put any either of the Dukes that have come out so far. I wouldn't put them in my top 100. They're, it's not... I don't think How that is a good you. figure at all. And it's I think great. that retro Duke looks great. Uh, I'm flabbergasted. I, I just, we just got to move on. I'm just going to get hateful. <laughs> <laughs> my number three choice. Uh, my number three choice is Outback. Now, Ooh. Outback is another fan favorite, obviously, for me. And 
uh, there's a reason that I would put it above Helix, and it's because I think it does a better job of capturing the spirit of the character. This is, again, another figure that came out really early on in the, like, arm hair, chest hair phase. And for whatever reason, maybe because Outback is such a mountain man, I feel like it really, like, puts a lot of depth and uh, detail into this character. Um, I was... You know, when they're going to make a figure and it's somebody that you really care about, you're always worried they're going to mess it up. And it's very rare for me to set my expectations as high as they are for Outback. Outback, literally my favorite G.I. Joe character of all time. Um, and so when I got it, I was just amazed at how... I mean, I knew what I was getting into with the Tiger Force version, which is another... You know, you can. I would have put this on the same place. That's another great variation of a figure. Uh, it just came out in the wrong order. But I think this figure... It, it delivers across the board. It's Outback is not too complicated shirt and like khakis or jeans or whatever. And then he's got all his gear and that's really all I need. And that's something that I liked about him a lot was I was just like, this guy's so just like an outfit. No, thanks. I'm a jungle guy or like a survival <laughs> dude. I just need this shirt that has my motto on it. Basically. Um, and Jaren, I don't even think we need to ask anymore. Just tell me what your number three is, and we'll go from and we'll go from there. Actually, sorry, tell me, tell me, sorry, uh, tell me why you didn't, why Albeck isn't on your list because I'm yeah. fairly confident our top three is not going to be the same. Yeah, I actually really do like the Outback. The, the, this is probably the most petty reason why I don't have him on my top ten because the figure's great, accessory, uh, like everything. The the only thing is the rifle that he comes with. Mm. Two things wrong with it. I don't like any assault rifle without a without like a butt. It it just seems weird to me. It, also, if you're gonna give me a rifle with a strap on it. Mm-hmm. Just don't actually. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't like it because then you can't. In it, it for some reason, my immersion gets broke when he's holding the gun like this or like this, and the gravity is still letting that that thing just hang that way instead of down. Like I don't know why it shouldn't matter, but it does to me. So that that honestly, as petty as that sounds, is the only reason because I love that Tiger Force Outback as well with the white hair and the tiger. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. Why wouldn't you put him up there? He would definitely be up there if I didn't have some weird tick against that that thing. That's I don't that's not petty at all because the V1 okay. vintage Outback also has that same it's the same gun, same strap. And I don't know anybody that played with that gun because the strap made it so he would hold the gun like I don't know if I have anything to use in this example, but you'd put it in his hand and he would have to hold it like this. He couldn't point it straight. Mm. This is a big pet peeve of mine. Pistols with G.I. Joe's were the same way. They could never hold a pistol and aim it like this. They'd yeah. always have to like it or you'd have to put it weird. <laughs> so it holds true. You're right. It is a problem. I completely agree with it. But luckily, I don't yeah. focus a lot on the on the accessory side of, of things, just the figure part of things. Yeah. So, what's your number three choice? So, number three, also probably going to be another one. Not as high of a, not as big of a surprise as Duke, but number three is Low Light. Low Light is a figure for me that when it came out, I was like, I couldn't care less about this guy. Like, when he got announced, I was like, ah, oh, he's cool. Like, he's a sniper. And then when I got him, I'm like, oh. 
this thing, this guy's actually like really cool. I like his goggles. I like his rifle. I love that they gave the case and like actually let him like carry it around and stuff. It's incredible. Really cool accessories. Great finger. Uh, and I've seen some people that are incredible at at posing him to where he can actually lay down and really get into that sniper's kind of prone position. Incredible mm -hmm. figure. Great accessories, and one that, like, and, and I think you you might notice that, especially, like, with, with Firefly being the number one, I liked the original release of Firefly, so th those figures that I didn't have as high of an expectations for that were just, in in my opinion, super well executed are mm -hmm. the ones that, like, really jumped to the forefront of my mind. So that's that's why Low Light, which is, there's no way he's on your list, right? Uh, no. Okay. He is not. Uh, a good figure, great accessories, but again, just kind of gives me the like the mopies. I'm just like I, when I got like <laughs> I got like four I got four figures all in at once uh, from the like floodgates, and it was like low light grunt and that Firefly V2 and somebody else. And I and of those lot, I was like, this is a great faithful adaptation, but it doesn't uh, like it, I don't know. It just didn't spark anything in my imagination. It's a lot like that uh, when the Dusty figure came out. I was like, there's nothing wrong with this figure, but there's really nothing right with it either. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt about that low light. I do think that that low light is a perfectly well-executed figure, but it just did not like, it didn't drive it home for me for whatever reason. Falls in with right. a, just kind of a lump of average guys. Top two. Right, so, yeah, well, I mean, not even that because, uh, you know, <laughs> we know my number two, we know your number one. So we only have yep. two left to wrap up. What is your... Uh, what's your number two choice since mine's already been revealed? Okay, my number two is, and and this was this was the hardest of the whole list, two to number one. Number two is Shooter. I mm. love that figure. That has, other than obviously, other than Firefly, Shooter has been the one. She's actually in my Grunt Squad, even though she's not predominantly green. But just because mm -hmm. I'm like, she's dope, and she's going to be in charge of it. Even though Grunt's kind of the head guy, she's in charge now. Step aside. Uh, I got a, a, the figure. The accessories are absolutely incredible. I like the boots. Whoever wants to hate on the boots, go ahead. They're cool. That She's got the coolest shoes in all the G.I. Joe team. Guess what? <laughs> a lot of other people have sucky ankles and sucky sockets, and they don't even have cool shoes to show for it. So I'm looking at you, Tunnel Rat. You don't even have a shin cut, loser. You're not even on this list. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even go here. Uh, Lola, uh, having different uh, uh, hair styles is incredible. Seeing a person of color, a woman of color at that, so predominant in an action figure, having a daughter, two daughters that are, are women of color, incredible. That when I can be like, hey, look at all these cool figures, and they can point at one and be like, look, that looks like me. The hair, seeing the braids, and knowing how much time it takes for my daughter's hair to be in braids like that, but the, the attention to detail on that is absolutely incredible. The more I talk about her, the more I'm like, gosh, she should have been number one. <laughs> Screw you, Firefly. You're down to two now. But no, I love that figure. And like, just the the fact that we came so far and classified from the original release of Scarlet having that single jointed elbows and being able to get this much and now having a shooter with full range of motion, real good butterfly joints, even with the, the ankles, just mm -hmm. such a great figure 
full pinless. We don't have to worry about seeing those big gaping holes in them. Just incredible mm. figure. And like to me, that's, that shooter will probably stay in the top 10 longer than anything else that's in my top 10. Top 10 classifieds of all time. Top 10 classifieds. Anything. I don't care. It will probably... St- probably top 10 action figures. Honestly, even though I collect other lines, mm. shooter's probably top top 5. I mean, it's such an incredible figure. So, I'll summarize briefly why shooter is not my number one pick since it's the only thing left didn't make the list at all i do think the character shooter rules love the concept love the history and all that and i think this figure is good not great i don't like the boots sorry just going to be lumped in there with the the common folk and i wish that the head mold was a little bit more reminiscent of what she looked like in the comic we don't really have there's you know, other than the, we covered the comic that basically mm-hmm. talks about Shooter. And that is like 98% of her appearances in the comic. So I feel like if you're going to make a figure, that should probably be the likeness that you're going off of. And I don't feel like they did that. And I don't hold that against them. I mean, if you want to change it in some way, she's a minor enough character that you can reinvent the wheel a little bit. But it was a sticking point for me that I just, uh, that's how I, you know, I actually use Shooter a lot in my head canon because I like her so much. And again, yes, she represents a part that a very marginalized part of G.I. Joe. Um, but she just, those boots, man, they're too big. They look like moon boots. Stop hating <laughs> on the boots. They're cool. They're dope. Sorry. They're probably the most that's, comfortable. That's all I'm going to say. So let's conclude <laughs> with my, my number one pick. I can't, I figure I can't believe isn't on your list. The only figure I actually brought on hand to show off is Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, yeah. So, when the Sarge was announced and we started to see images of it, I it had not been that long since I'd bought the Action Force Sergeant Slaughter. And I'm not here to trash that figure. I am here to lift up Hasbro's version because I didn't... It, I, honestly, it takes a lot for you to make another version of a figure that I have and for me to to reignite that excitement when the original Sarge came out, I thought, great, this is a figure we'll probably never get because of licensing rights. And then Hasbro said, now nah, we're going to do one too. And I thought, well, great. That's, you know, I, now I'm going to have to get another one, which they're going to be inferior, but they did. They really just went right into the like creative chopping block and delivered something that is just a beautiful version of a well-loved figure. Overall, his accessories are on point right down to the little, Sergeant Slaughter action figure. It's so just, cool. just a touch, touch of what a touch of genius in the design. Something that yes, I'll acknowledge doesn't have a lot, no playability, minimal photography, but it's just cute as all get out. And I was just like, what a great idea. And then all the other stuff is just like his hat, his whistle, his baton. It's all great. And another figure that's well packaged falls under the like deluxe junior line, which I think is perfect for him. They're not gouging us for money for stuff we didn't need, but the stuff that we are paying extra for is stuff that we wanted and, and needed really. I'm not a mega, mega Sergeant Slaughter, you know, in fan. I do love him tremendously. I should get to that up front. I've met him and he's a wonderful (laughs) man. And, uh, and I think it says something that this figure really does meet all the like it checks all the boxes. It was it's a and it's extremely well designed figure. It captures the Sarge's likeness perfectly. He's in an outfit that's reminiscent of his original stuff. I mean, just like boom, boom, boom. Every you know, I got a Sergeant the other Sergeant Slaughter figure. Uh, his hat is comes off and is very challenging to keep on in general. 
This figure has a removable hat and removable glasses, and they work exactly right. Something that we're, doesn't happen even right, the stuff that's coming out right now. I got a buzzer figure that can't wear his glasses if I glue them on. So the idea that they took the time to, screw, to make this to make sure this worked at all degrees because there is a level you reach a point where you're like if the glasses don't come on and off correctly if the hat doesn't fit snugly and securely just mold it on if just just take the l because otherwise i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna lose it or i'm gonna constantly be disappointed and how uh unplayable it is because of that feature so the sergeant slaughter figure is my number one figure of 2023 i think it's a work of art and i think i salute all the wonderful people that worked on it yeah all right, so before we move on, just for me to clarify on my basis, I do love that figure. He was in that S tier. He was really high up there. The only thing for me and the only thing preventing him from being in that top ten is it's hard for me as a person knowing that Sergeant Slaughter is a real person. And it, don't look at me. Don't Say it to my face. Shame. <laughs> it's hard for me to be like, oh yeah, Serge, go in this battle and point at the enemy. Like, it's just, taking him out and like putting him in a battle scene, giving him some kind of weaponry to really make him viable on the battlefield, that was just the one. Like, I'm like, he he is like the Captain America from the first Avenger. Like the, he's like (laughs) the guy who goes and he's like, action figures buy them like and and he did his job it's perfect but like that's the that's the only reason he didn't because he is he's a big figure the the care and detail they put into the hat and the glasses and all that it's absolutely incredible they knocked it knocked it out of the park i don't want anything to say i don't want to come off as saying anything's wrong with that figure it's just the way he works in my universe and how it's used that that's the reason he's not on there i apologize because i know he watches every one of our episodes i don't want him getting me he's a big fan sure yeah well so that went quite differently than i expected to be honest (laughs) i did not genuinely expect to come up with two lists that were almost had nothing in common but that's great it's what the show is all about is that we represent two completely different types of collectors let's wrap up the show and kind of unleash the chains of the classified world i had asked jaron to think about his top three acquisitions of 2023 and i put it a very general statement did not have to be any ones it doesn't have to fall under any umbrella it doesn't have to be classified i said it doesn't even have to be gi joe if you don't want it to although clearly mine will be (laughs) so let's talk about the best stuff that you got in 2023 uh i'll i'll go first with my number three choice which i don't have here but when we went to uh, Winterfest, or maybe Kentuckiana. I get too confused sometimes now. Yeah, I was able to pick up two large vehicles, and they're kind of tied for third. It's the um, the Condor, which is a vintage vehicle I've been searching for for several years now. It's so large that I knew I would have to get it in person, and I was able to get one from Destro's Toy Den, thanks to Todd. And it's, it was complete. It's beautiful. I've never... Again, this falls in, you know, as a vintage collector, there's not a ton of stuff out there for me that's left, but there is still stuff that I've never literally put my hands on, and the Condor is one of those things. So I was just like, it again is a magical thing where you're like, oh my gosh, it's like you're building a puzzle of everything in G.I. Joe, but until I've actually played with it, it never really seems quite real. I wanted the Condor since 
the Nintendo game came out, it's one of the very first things you get. It's like the very first boss you have to fight. I was like, that's so cool, but I could never find it in the stores. It was too expensive. Yada yada yada. And it's it's taken this long for me to get my hands on one, and I love it. It's it's a work of art. The other thing that it's tied with is another large Cobra ship. It's a Night Raven. Now I've had a Night Raven for several years. Uh, I got one in a lot, but it was incomplete. And it wasn't until last year that I realized that it actually has a broken tab on the side where the missiles go. And in my head, mentally, I am, when it's on the core part of the body, can't be fixed. Well, it could be repaired, but I'm not kind of doing that right now. <laughs> you kind of have to accept that if you want a complete one, you're going to have to buy, uh, replace it. Well, I got a great deal at one of those. It's at one of those two shows. One of the two Louisville, Kentucky shows that I attend and talk about <laughs> obsessively. Uh, and I got it from uh, Greg at Lost and Found Toys, and it's complete. It is beautiful. So much better looking than the one I had that I wasted no time disassembling that one and replacing it with that. So my number three choice is two big Cobra planes. Two big pieces of the vehicle <laughs> puzzle that I wanted to mark off and I was able to and they are awesome. It's not, I don't get a lot of that vintage adrenaline rush uh, as my collection just gets closer and closer to completion. So I do savor those moments. Go right ahead. Alright, so I was trying to think, and I'm like, man, we just did our top ten classified, so I don't want to... It would be really easy for me to go right back to my top three. I do Classified is my predominant collection now. It has overtaken Star Wars, it's overtaken DC, it's overtaken all the little thing, random things that I collect. It would be really easy. So I was trying to really think, okay, like, what did I get this year that changed either the way I collected or what I collected and honestly you can see it behind me here these shelves it it's so simple but having a nice set of shelves that my wife built for me and and helped me put up and like just having that and being able to actually put some figures out and really see them again and play with them instead of having all my stuff on in in boxes or or just scattered throughout like being able to look and like if i'm like oh look here's darth vader i'm gonna go grab him real mm -hmm. quick and and having that and being able to see so you know you you can't see it all in in this but i've got shelves up uh, the very top shelf has legos on it it's got a bunch of random figures it's got like captain america from marvel legends it's got the hammerhead from black series it's got the indiana jones adventure series uh, i've got my his tank up there now but my night raven was up there it's got um, the office Lego set, my mores up there on the very top, and then like in the uh, underneath in the bottom, I've got boxes from some of the stuff from my Lego sets, and then I've got a spot for McFarlane, I've got a spot for Black Series, I've got my Joes, and I've got my Cobra, and like having or, or sorry Cobra, and then I got my Joes, having them and having a spot for all of them, not just my bookshelves, which are nice, but they're not the, the actual shelves that we built and, and took time in. The really the that thing for me was just being able to renovate this room. That a little bit of soundproofing to hopefully improve the audio quality, which sometimes lags, but I'm trying to get better there. <laughs> uh, you know that kind of stuff to me is is you know I like doing this show because I get a chance to come on here and talk with you, Greg. I like getting a chance to come on here and, and talk about the things that we like. I mean, there's a reason why I buy these. It's because I like talking about them. I like hang, hanging out with people that like it. And then I get to meet all the great people that listen and send messages in. Like, that to me is like the, a social output. I don't, we don't do this because we're getting rich. I mean, unless Greg is and pocketing it under the table, I don't know. But it, it, having this and trying to just like have a spot that is mine, you know, I got a bunch of kids. 
and they're great. I love them, but like being able to have a little respite for a little bit of time to come talk shop with you and like hang out, have that guy time, and just talk about toys and live for a little bit here and and not have to worry about the stress of everyday life. I can come down here, shut my door, we can record and talk about toys for an hour and a half or whatever, you know. It's just <laughs> that to me as much as I love the classified figures that I got, having this space is it outweighs all of it. I totally get that. As somebody that has both lived with his entire collection in a box and and now lives at the best, you know, this is probably the best setup I've ever had for my collection. It is depressing is the right word. When I would be like, oh, I would really like to play with my figures or look at this. Or, or you just can't get to any of it. You can't see it. And there, for sure, there's that moment where I'm like, I can come into this room and it's like, you. I look at this, all the work I've done my whole life to collect this line. And there's, it's just like, I don't know, it, it feels very fulfilling. I know uh, I, it, maybe it's a huge waste overall, but it brings me like a just a sense of serenity to be surrounded by something that I love that I've worked so hard on. So I totally get that. Yeah. My number two choice, best of my best pickup of 2023, is something that we have not talked about on the show because I literally just got it in less than a week ago. And I have it here to show. I'm excited. An exclusive I reveal. A, <laughs> I bought a graded copy of a G.I. Joe comic. Now, uh, earlier this year, we talked about I sent in my G.I. Joe number one to get graded. Uh, you can be on either side of the fence for grading, and I totally understand your perspective. But I am wanting to protect the books that are the most important to me and are also of, have some value. So the number one that I sent in came back at a 9.4. It was had verified signatures that I've gotten signed over the years, and I love it. It was very close to being to taking the spot of what I got. But I got such a great deal on this, and I feel like it really caps the, uh, my comic book collecting of the vintage run. It's a G.I. Joe 155, and it is graded a 9.6, which is exceptional. Way outside of how I normally... My, I'm a low-grade comic book buyer, so to have a book of this magnitude, you know, the final issue is one of the probably one of the top three most valuable books out there in the from the original run. Uh, to have it in this quality, um, it really... It really does a wonder for me. On top of that, I own a 155. The 155 I own is the copy that I bought at Kmart the month that it came out. I remember looking at the book. I had just stopped buying G.I. Joe because if you have read the Marvel run, you you know that issue 153 and 154 are fill-in books. Larry doesn't write them. They're single stories. They are bad. They are not good at all. <laughs> so I had dropped just prior to that, maybe because of that. And when I so I remember walking into Kmart, seeing that it says final issue in big print on it, and I went, "Oh no, this is my fault. I just stopped buying it. I was the one <laughs> that it took." And so I was like, "I got to see how it ends. I've been collecting my basically my whole life. I mean, I started collecting the comic very early on, so I bought it anyway." Long story, I recently sent that comic off to get pressed, cleaned, and verified. While it's off getting cleaned and verified, this fell into my lap. I got this book probably. 50 to $70 lower than what it's selling at on eBay. Wow. So it was a great deal and was part of the reason I couldn't resist. I thought if this CBCS one comes back and it's graded, I'm not going to say better. There's absolutely no chance of that. But if it comes back a good grade, I have the option to just sell in one. I don't need to keep them both. I'll sell one of them. 
But yeah, yeah a nine point six. Mm. The only thing left now is to get a great looking copy of number twenty one, and I will have felt like I've really run the gauntlet of graded books from the original run. I've got some other stuff that I want to get graded because I bought a lot of weird low run variants that went up in value during the IDW era. But this bad boy really makes me happy. What's your number two? So my number two is, uh, I mean, to, after I wax poetic about all the the the, the ideology of, of, of collecting and things, number two is just a toy. It's the his tank. That thing's dope. I mean, the, we we've talked about it in probably. I feel like we've talked about it in almost half the episodes we've done this year, and still I feel like we haven't talked about it enough because that thing is so cool. Like as a collector, to have something that can take up the size of the screen that we're on right now. And like to play with, my kids love it. Like even like the like is is probably not smart as that is. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> but like, just the care that they took into it. Like the whole team at Hasbro, like they really knocked it out of the park. I don't want to bore you guys because I feel like we've talked about it a lot, especially lately. But it's it's something that is so different than anything else we have in our in in, in our collections other than when you go back far enough to the flag and things like that but but for modern day what we what we've been getting for what we've had in the last 5 10 years incredible if you went back greg and told yourself in 2016 or whatever year we were working together oh hey in in seven years, you're going to have a hiss tank that takes up your coffee table. Like, you're gonna be like, <laughs> you're on something. Like, yeah. But that's how far this line has come just in the short time that we've been having the Classified series. Like, it's incredible. Now we've got a dragonfly on the way, and then who knows what else. I mean, it's just insane. And so that would, like, to me, like, as far as physical things I picked up, that is... That's that is it. Like that is the the mecca of collecting for me right now. It's incredible. Yeah, the classified his tank is a no brainer. If you haven't seen it, there we have a huge unboxing video where we talk about all kinds of stuff with it. Um, true to form, my his tank is exactly where I left it when we did that video. It's right here because <laughs> I still don't know where I'm going to put it. Uh, the his tank is not on my list because I am just not as passionate about the classified line as you are, which is perfectly fine. I do still love it. It's a work of art. It's an amazing piece. But a lot of the stuff that I got that's on my list is stuff that are like, I mean, borderline grail stuff for me, stuff that I've been searching for for a long time. Yeah. Speaking of borderline stuff that I've been searching for for a long time that qualifies as a grail, it's time to talk about my number one pick, and it is... Something that I did also picked up at Winterfest in Kentuckyana. Just I really go crazy at those shows. It's something that I've wanted for a long time. Jaren, do you have a guess what this is? I'm trying to remember what you picked up at those shows. It's I... something that I paid a lot of money for. I made an offer on it, and they accepted. And I couldn't pass it up, even though I knew I was going to go into a tremendous <laughs> debt. I, I should remember, any... but I don't remember. I, I won't keep you any sus- in suspense any longer. It's the convention-exclusive Hotwire. That's Still right. sealed in the bag. Um, you guys know that one of the things I'm really passionate about is characters that don't have a lot of figures or don't have good figure representation. And hot, this is it. This is the only hot wire there is. And I have wanted it because of that reason for a long time. Well, coupled with the reason he's an awesome character. He's like a bat mechanic. It makes perfect sense. My inventor does, can't do every single thing in the lab. Why wouldn't there be some kind of weird, you know, crazy lab dude? Uh, the you know I'm not going to go into the details of this story, but essentially I found it at one of the shows. It was the guys that run the Marauders Task Force booth. They had a price tag on it that had been marked down, and I made them an even lower offer than that 
which was just about the maximum amount I could have afforded to spend on it. He accepted it, and I am was thrilled. I, I think that's a good price for it. At the very least, that's what it's worth. And, I mean, it's unopened, which is also why it's still sealed. I can't bring myself to open something that's, that's worth that much money, at least not until I have a situation in place. Uh, to use him and on top of that it fueled me to go any further because I started I've started making a custom modern figure of him mm. uh, with the help of Joel from Order of Battle we worked up some parts I bought a head started painting it it's not done yet but that's how it is for me if I really like a character I really need the figure and once I have the figure it lets like unlock something when I'm writing stories he starts to show up it's kind of how Larry has talked about writing before people would bring him figures and he would start writing them into the stories so I totally can relate to him on that level that's my number one pickup literally something that i've looked at for probably since it came out probably five eight years maybe i've looked at it and i'm always like i can't afford that but when you see it in person you're like i could take it home right now i got a good price i'm extremely happy with it it's been a great year for pickups overall uh the, the these three things are stuff that's just like ah, gold you know s plus plus tier yeah what's your top of 2023 do you have any guess greg like i feel like can- Give me a hint. I, I haven't bought anything big other than the Instinct, and that was bought long ago. At the last Winterfest and everything, I didn't go crazy. This is the cheapest thing we've talked about today. Oh, God. Is it a badger? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, um, no. No, it's not a badger. Uh, I, no, I don't know. I have no idea. It is right here the comic book oh 301 and 302 and listen before you get too baffled we started this show and i was learning things and you were explaining gi joe to me and i it's been an incredible ride but for the first time in our collecting and in our time doing the show when we go to a joe show or when we talk to people about joe i have something that i have been going on a journey with them the whole time this new run and the new Energon universe and everything. So for me, fitting with this new relaunch, I now have something that I can look forward to every month and be like, hey, I'm up to date. We have people like uh, our friend Patrick, good friend of the show, Patrick Davis. We've got John Betts, good friend of the show, recently been really like in, like incredible reaching out. Like people that like now we're really getting to engage with on in a more like in a more active level uh and to me i have something i can talk about that is ongoing instead of being like oh hey did you know about that thing that you've been doing all your life (laughs) and they're like did you know that dr venom's dead (laughs) (laughs) but now i have something and it's something so simple it like i said it's four dollars or five whatever these comic books are now they're not a lot of money four dollars but I have a comic book. I have a new story that we're experiencing for the first time together. This is something that we don't get to do, Greg, other than a movie, if they had ever released a movie. I don't think they've done that. But it's something new in the Joe universe that, that we get to experience together for the first time and talk about. And, oh, hey, what's going to happen here? What what do we think is going on? And it's a whole new avenue for, avenue for the show that we get to go down of... A, a current run, something ongoing instead of something that is unfortunately ended. It's something that 
we really get to talk about and it's new the hype is new there's new other new people joining on to the 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 issues you know and i know we had the ending of of the last run i get that the the idw run but that wasn't the same that was that had been going on for years i wasn't I don't I didn't know that story but now we had a fresh jumping on a 1 but 301 a new story that's a new world being built that we get to participate in and it's something that is so new and and so refreshing for me and I'm so happy to finally have that real thing to really connect on and devour at the same time and get to bounce ideas off of yeah, I could echo that, that it is, you know, the purpose of the show, in addition to just kind of talking about the things that we love, is that we also want people that have been gone from G.I. Joe, people that are new to G.I. Joe, to be able to pick it up kind of any point in time. So, we, like, we did coverage on 301 and 302, and we do it from the perspective of, we don't know how long you've not been reading, so we will try to fill in every blank that we can, every question that could possibly come up, and... You know, it's been a year since we've had a G.I. Joe comic. And mm-hmm. if you weren't, if there wasn't a part of you that was kind of like, oh, I forgot what it's like to not have a regular G.I. Joe comic to read, no matter how you feel about the run, I, I it's something that I missed. I missed, I also missed talking about it. I love having something to speculate on. You know, Supreme yeah. Door meets this mysterious new ally. I'm like, yes, I got theories, baby. It's like, what, <laughs> it's like when it's like when Lost was airing and still good, you would every episode you would like it was like water cooler talk. You'd get around and, yeah. and hypothesize what was gonna happen and then be wrong later when they disappoint you. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, it, not only that, this is like reminiscent of when IDW was really ramping up with the G.I. Joe line. Not only do we have a Larry Hama-driven comic, we've got other stuff going on in a separate continuity yeah. that's equally engaging. Um, so I, I'm absolutely here for it. I love talking about the comic. I, I am. Uh, this is the first time ever where I'm so excited for it. I've been buying them digitally like 12.01 a.m. I'm ready to read <laughs> cool. it that much. It's not been like that for in comics in general. It's not been like that for me for a long time. So I'm I'm loving it. I'm a little stickier on Void Rivals, but I am I understand that it's going to take longer. You know, we're not jumping in on the 301st issue. It's going to take time to build that world and for me to get engaged. And I'm willing to. You guys know me. I'll just about give anything a pass. I just there's not been a lot of GI Joe activity in it, and that's kind of what I'm waiting for it to pop off. Yeah. Great. 2023 uh got a lot of great stuff we saw a lot of good stuff i mean i'm just like this was a solid year no real disappointments for me honestly everything that we've had uh, i thought was great at 2024 you know we've got kickstarter fulfillments happening not just not just launching off with the uh, art of ghl omnibus that carson metaxas put out which we've all been waiting on anxiously which is a masterpiece but we've got other Kickstarters that, you know, could potentially be fulfilled by, you know, this time next year or the end of, you know, Q4, which I'm looking forward to. we got a slew of classified stuff coming out, uh, which doesn't really show any signs of stopping. Uh, we've got Super 7 O-Rings coming. we got a lot. To, i got a lot to talk about with that. I mean, like 2024, hmm, this is looking to be pretty good for the old G.I. Joe fan. <laughs> um I would love to hear from the listeners and viewers what your top 10 figures are classified to 2023. I'd really like to hear what your what your favorite pickups of the year. Just what was the thing that fell into your lap that you weren't expecting or uh, what 
you know, what surprised you. You can leave a comment here. You can write us uh, at anythingjoespodcast at gmail.com. You can contact uh, Jaron on Instagram, me on Twitter, both at anythingjoespod, and we would love to hear anything you got to say. We want to hear. Lots of people have been writing and leaving comments. We really appreciate it. I've recently gotten a barrage of people asking if we're going to start doing the Marvel comic coverage again. Yes, that is on our plate. When we switched mm-hmm. over to a YouTube-based format, it changed the way that we edit the show. And because that's such a edit-intensive thing to do, I was still kind of wrapping my head around how to do it. Um, but I think I've got it under control, and so that's coming soon. Probably not next week, but um, it's in development, I promise. Uh, and anything like that that you want to see, let us know. We, we, you know, this is a the collaborative part of this show isn't just Sharon and I working together. It's you, the audience, and listeners as well. We want to make content that you want to listen to. And it doesn't, you know, the I don't care. I'll talk about anything. I got an opinion on everything <laughs> in the GI Joe world. So it's whatever you guys want. We'll be back in two short weeks with more content. I don't really know what. Uh, I do know we got to sit down and talk about this Super Seven O rings because I got a hanker and to just yeah. really, really talk about what's going on with those. Um, and we look forward to talking to you then. Thanks so much, Froggy Fresh, for writing our theme song. I sometimes feel like we... <laughs> I, this is not a professional content creation. And so sometimes we get things that I'm like, is this theme song too good for our show? <laughs> but I want to say thank you for all the hard work you put into it. I hope you guys like it because I paid a lot of money for it. We're going to use it for the rest of forever. We'll talk to you again in just two short weeks. Or anything's available for discussion here on Anything Goes. I'm too clutch. Ain't no pun intended. Call me sir today. Check the prices out. My collection feeling bird today. In this game since 83. You fools ain't the same as me. You frontin'. All these other Joes ain't who they claim to be. Yeah, just the average Joe. That's why Cobra hating me. Yeah, boy, I'm Snake Eyes. That's why Scarlet dating me. I'm gung ho. Mmm, Louisiana love me, baby. Sunbo. Mmm, yeah, the hero of me, baby. Storm Shadow. Mmm, yeah, that's why y'all fear me, baby. Got a lot of Joes. You got none? Come and share me, baby. G.I. Joe. Got my comic book. Watching cartoon episodes, watch me going box, dead stock, jerrying on his toes. Watch me going like a whole new world, you never know. On my freaking block, on my block, anything Joe. Yo, what's up? It's Froggy Fresh. Y'all go check out my boys on the Anything Joe's podcast for all your G.I. Joe needs. Let's get it. Peace. Okay. Okay, that, that is that my way we That's totally on me. You're good. I, I mean, the next three above it are all 23 figures. Maybe my wife is onto something when she says I have communication issues. I do. <laughs> I do not. I just like I'm hearing. I'm hearing what I want to hear or something. All right, I don't know. I'll take it from the all top right, on. on go right. Go right ahead.